I've been muted that whole time, so we're gonna start that over. Okay. This week on In Omnia Paradis, I hit the unmute button so we can all hear this time. We will still be speaking about Love Island with guest co-host Lila because I still have so much more to say. Hi guys, we're back! And I would sing the intro, but it's kind of like doom, 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 right? Kind of? Yeah, and thank God we got singing because we didn't get in the last Love Island episode. But in case, Lily, you did not know this, I only saw this today, Laura Whitmore quits hosting Love Island UK. No way. Her she just quit? Her Instagram caption reads, some news, I won't be hosting the next series of Love Island because in UK terms, they're all series instead of seasons. There are certain elements of the show I found very difficult and cannot be changed. Some due to the format, including flying back and forth to South Africa, which I didn't know. Whoa. Along with my new conflicting projects. I wish it was still possible, but know you'll be in safe hands. I was only planning to fill in for Caroline a series and it turned into three series. I hope I did you proud, Caroline. Wow. Did you hear what happened to Caroline? No. Caroline Flack was the old host. She, she was the one who slept with Harry Styles, right? Or was that a different Caroline? In the Might have been her. I don't know, but she died tragically. Oh. So Laura took over for her. I think it was series three or four. 2020 Brit Awards Harry Styles paid tribute to the late British television presenter Caroline Flack by wearing a ribbon. I also believe when the two briefly dated in 2011. Styles was they 17 and Flack was 31. So that is problematic in today's years. It was problematic Extremely problematic. I knew she was older. Wow. This, I wonder who's taking over for her. I don't know, but in this episode of Love Island, it's like Love Island is going to be our microcosm, but I think Love Island perfectly encompasses a concentrated version of the shit show that younger generations have now deemed the talking stage. Mm-hmm. That's a great point and very true. If you want to hear about the context, how the show works, whatever, that's going to be in the previous week's episode or a few back, but like this is more kind of how the microcosm of the situation of Love Island which we'll give a quick a, a quick debrief <laughs> of is like a microcosm for the issues and the self-induced problems and anxieties we create for ourselves the external world creates for us during the talking stage of relationships which I believe shouldn't exist but because they do we get wonderful shows like Love Island yeah and I knew you'd like the show because unlike The Bachelor which is just like one-on-one -on -one relationships with the main character yeah. plus everyone else this you really get to see and explore how different relationships form and like how people change based on who they're talking to or who they're with. Have you watched Bachelor in Paradise? Yes. So it's more like that and I do like Paradise more than I like. I like my favorite is The Bachelorette then I like Paradise and I hate The Bachelorette. Yeah. That's fair. I like Paradise, but it's a little too produced for me. That's the thing. So, Will, give us a rundown. Love Island. Your, your elevator pitch. Let's hear it. Okay. In 60 seconds? Sure. Love Island is the best. You should watch it because it's amazing. <laughs> um, End pitch. Yeah. Because but what is it? For someone what is it? Oh my gosh. It's a reality dating show set in a villa, which... The location varies. This time it was in South Africa. And basically there's a starting set of 10 people who couple up on day one. There are in new bombshells introduced throughout the season, which kind of sets the dynamic and people switch partners and people are voted off, survivor style. And then at the end, the winning couple gets a prize. 
prize money, which also varies. And back in the day, they used to do a thing where, like, at the end, it would be like, do you guys want to split the prize? Or, like, they each open an envelope, and it's like, whoever gets the envelope with the cash has to decide if they want to keep it all to themselves or if they want to split the prize. That's but, like, scandalous. Yeah, and but they stopped it this season because no one's ever wanted to take the whole prize, so it's kind of like, obviously, they're going to split it. They do that on Fuckboy Island, too. But, yeah. like, that shows the premise is more about, like, did you reform a fuckboy or not? Exactly. So yeah, they axed that bit. But great show. If you haven't seen it, there's eight seasons of the Love Island UK, which I would recommend over the Australia version and the US version. And another little thing is this show, unlike a lot of other shows, except Big Brother's the only one I've heard of, they film and there are new episodes every day for the two months that these relationships are formed. So unlike Bachelor, which I believe takes place over six weeks and you get 13 episodes, this took place between seven or eight weeks and there are 66 episodes. Yes. Yes, there are. <laughs> and there's like also behind the scenes footage because basically there's a ton of cameras in this house and so their every move is being watched. Yeah. And they wear microphones all day and they all look hot in their swimsuits all day and do yes. challenges. It's a great show, but that's a little recap. I think, yeah, I think we covered it. If you want to hear about this most recent season, my thoughts, Lily's thoughts, go back to, like I said, the other episode. This is more how like, I feel like Love Island, because it's such a concentrated environment, there are no phones and I didn't know this, they only get one drink a day. Like, it's a much more amplified version of like the stress that like you go through when you're dating. Yes. So one of the big like gripes I have with everyone. So every other week a different either the men or the women this is a cis het show for I don't know if they've ever done anything else than that but that's like. There has been uh same-sex couples in previous seasons because they bring on like a bi girl and then that girl meets another girl you know so there's been okay. but there's never been like a, a couple that makes it more than a week. Okay. But So at least this season was all cishet people and so every week it switches whether there are more guys or girls because like Lily said they always bring in bombshells and so I think what's interesting is every week you're coupled up but being in a couple does not mean in you're in a relationship. You do share a bed, but there's everyone says because it took until week six to eight for people to say we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Meaning for the previous six weeks, no one's in a relationship, but you're in a couple. Which I think is why I'm saying this feels very like in like the real world, like the talking stage. Because you're not exclusive to anyone, but you are forming connections with people. And I think in this amplified setting, we get to see how dramatic and how hard that is to date in such a way where you're dating so many people. Because like, so the way that they phrase it on the show is like, will their head turn? So when a bombshell comes in, it's like, will you take your tunnel vision off who you were coupled with, whether that was your choice or the public's choice for whoever new walks in? And it's set up and it's produced and edited in a way where people are supposed to feel bad and the public doesn't want heads to turn. Yeah, But you're Especially, trying to find love. Yeah, well, it's hard because once the public gets involved, they may like a couple together, but that couple isn't necessarily the right couple to stay together. So the public kind of, they have a lot of say and they can sway whether or not the couple stays together or whether they get voted off. So there's a lot of dynamics working. And then there's also like the influence from the other islanders and you know what they have to say about your relationship. So there's a lot of input happening. For example, we'll go with our first, our first bombshell of season eight. Davide comes in. They've all been together for maybe three days. He comes in very very early. I think it comes in first night, the first night. Maybe even the first night. Yeah. So the people had 
So the, the five original couples have known each other for less than 24 hours. The public has coupled them up. So it's not even like they got to pick on like past seasons. And this new guy walks in and all of a sudden the guys are puffing their chests. Like who is this bloke walking into the villa? Like, you know the show you signed up for. This is season eight. Yes. And of course all the girls fawn over him. He's Italian. He's tan. He's tall. He's a little bit older. And like all the guys get really upset. Like how dare they? You don't even know them yet. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy how fast the dynamic changes in the villa with one new person because if that one person catches the eye of like the girls or if the guys feel threatened by him then all of a sudden like things go downhill real quick or they get better they get more exciting well it's hilarious because like i remember so davide was the first male bombshell and then the next two were jay and remy mm-hmm. i believe and when they came in all of a sudden the guys who had originally ostracized davide davide and luca were now bffs yep and then after Jay and Ekansu broke up and Davide and Jay got close when the new batch came in. So it's a thing of like everyone, you ostracize them until there are new bombshells. Then all of a sudden the old bombshells just get to integrate with everyone. Yes. If they make it past the round and they stay and find a couple, then they become part of like the new group. But even if they don't find a couple, because Danica was like brought into the girls and she never really found her footing. That's true. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of the show is seeing the friendships that form and seeing like how the new people that are added contribute to the current friendship and who bonds with who. It's interesting for me to see, like, not who the guys couple up with, (laughs) but, like, on a friendship basis, who people tend to gravitate towards. Yeah, but just it's just so funny like in week or not even in a week because like literally it's every day so like it also feels like time is moving in like a different way oh yeah because like we said bachelor gets maybe like 10 to 13 episodes a season and it covers the same amount of time as love island but love island you got 66 episodes this past season so it's also crazy because you are following them like what happened that day is what happened just that day yeah and so it's weird when you watch the bachelor it's like this is a recap of this past week and i like that they do it every day but i also feel like they need a challenge more often like I think they have too many episodes where there's a lot of downtime yeah that's true well each episode you're either getting a challenge and then a leading up to a a recoupling or you're getting a bombshell like only one big event happens during an episode so you kind of you can expect what's coming and then from there it's like the fallout of what just happened or like people talking about the recoupling or talking about the new person Mm -hmm. so but I'm curious like like, think of it like you're well you're on Love Island congratulations (laughs) okay you were told like you're in a couple with someone okay let's call him Jacob Okay. Regardless of how you genuinely feel about Jacob, when you are told you have to be in a couple with someone, you automatically start to like bond because totally. you're like you're told you're in a couple. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it depends if you have initial chemistry. Like for example, when Gemma and Liam were paired together, they had like zero chemistry and they just didn't relate. And so she didn't feel any kind of attachment to him. But Gemma was barely even nice to Liam. Like, yeah. Let's be real. But it does depend on like who you're paired with or if someone picks you and you don't want them to pick you then you don't have that like feeling of I'm in a couple with this person but you still kind of do because like you're you, sharing a bed and you even if it's loyalty. a platonic like yeah. it's, a, it's a weird loyalty you kind of just feel because like well it's like if I'm telling you like Lily you're in a couple with like Samuel regardless of how you feel about Samuel you're you know like you're in a couple with him for that yeah. week that depends if you're a good person and you like care about people <laughs> but if you're like Gemma and you're like I don't really care about this person and I am just here for myself 
from survival, then it's going to come out differently. Like, yeah. it's going to affect you differently. I also realized it was absolute bullshit when, like, William's like, oh, like, did you, have you dated a football player or something? And then she's like, no, like, why? It's like, well, once she dated Jackson, too, her dad's, like, a big footballer, so William was right when he asked. That's true. That's a good point. But when the people are nice, they're like, it was so interesting. So, kind of, like, the main couple, I mean, the, there's only one couple that started for, that the public set up correctly and, like, made it through to the end who, well, they did break up at one point, but they got back together, which was Andrew and Tosh or Tasha or Natasha and I've heard all I've heard all three ways <laughs> said on the show but like they were a really interesting example because every time a new guy came in either Tosh was interested to just get to know him or she was flattered that they wanted to get to know her exactly and Andrew whether he meant to consciously unconsciously whatever he didn't even really try to get to know the new girls who would walk in because he was so infatuated with Tasha yeah even though she wasn't his normal type and the thing is like the public and the other islanders gave Andrew a lot of shit for that like you haven't had your love island experience you haven't done this and like i think even on the real world on the outside we understand that feeling of like for instance i mean he's not gonna listen like lily's current kind of like person she's thinking of as we've named him in previous episode her doordash daddy she she like she fancies him right now i do fancy him and like thinking of it in terms of like we encourage that we like andrew and tasha like we're encouraged to be together but also like lily is single yes. and like lily needs to like she can she shouldn't put as they say or as the saying goes put all of her eggs in one basket and like if lily went on a date she probably feels kind of some kind of way but like it doesn't mean she doesn't feel what she feels yeah. for her doordash daddy <laughs> you came up with the nickname but like it also means that also you can't put you like you're not exclusive you're not in a relationship so you don't owe him that level of exclusivity yeah that's a good point it's just hard when you do start to like have feelings about someone like in andrew's case like he did have strong feelings yeah. so no matter how much he put himself out there he was still going to be thinking about yeah. her at the end of the day and i feel like once you get to that point where you are having conversations with other people but it's not you're not getting anything out of it that's how you know like well, I think I've made my mind up, you know? Well, that's what happened with Adam towards the end. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Like, things are going really well with Paige. Like, and this is kind of, like, where I want to keep this. Like, yeah. This well, it's different, too, because Andrew had a lot of, like, experience. Like, he had, like, kind of slept with a lot of people and, like, mm -hmm. had a lot of connections yeah. in the real world. And so he kind of knew what he was looking for because he has yeah. had experience. But if he hadn't, like, if it was his, like... There was someone that it was their first kiss or something? First no. relationship or... Like, it was a first for that. Yeah. And uh, that changes things. Like, that is, it's harder to tell if this is something that's gonna last, if it's something that's, like, what's good for you. But, like, something I think also, like, Lily and I have both, like, never been in, like, a long-term relationship, which I would say, like, yeah. a year and a half plus. Yeah. And so, like, I also think that there's a certain point where people are like, well, you don't know. And, like, I think Tasha was very valid. She's like, I've never loved someone before. So it's like, she, d and yeah, so I yeah. feel like people were giving her shit. Like, well, you can't say that because you don't know. It's like, but what I know now is how I feel. So if right now I feel like I love Andrew as much as I can. Why are you and who are you to mm -hmm. tell me I don't? Mm -hmm. And then, like, if she finds out later, wait, shit, that's what I thought of. Like, no. That's you can hold valid. space for what that was yeah. and, like, still 
still their relationship did give me like puppy love like yeah especially on her part like on his part I could definitely see like his intentions yeah. were good and he like actually really did care about her very deeply but her I think she just liked what he was giving her and how he made her feel more than like who he was that's just how it came across but yeah. I think it is because he is older and he is more experienced who are we also to because I feel like that's the other thing from the guy's perspective who are trying to protect Angela what is she giving you it's like no one else has to understand what you give that person in a relationship like I could look at Lily in a relationship like why the fuck are you together right we've all had those friends and those couples where like you don't make sense like why yeah but like if they're happy and it's not like again if it's not abusive it's not toxic you just don't get it you're not in that relationship so leave them alone true another thing that Tosh was she mentioned a lot was like he brings out a different side of me like she's used to being this like bubbly like kind of party girl playful like and Andrew made her kind of calm down more and be more serious and intentional with her actions yeah. and how she feels and like made her kind of think a little deeply about mm-hmm. what she wants in a person so I think that's a good sign too if someone's like kind of yeah making you evolve into a better version of yourself yeah and it's like people especially like give like gave Andrew shit like, like she likes you more and the thing is like again how do you unequivocally know she he likes her more you can see it more but like what how do you know that like that's who he likes more it's like you don't know because one you're not in either of their shoes and two like how do you know like for all you know because Andrew's more experienced he was given Tosh 30% because he's had so much more experience his 30% and even though it was harder for her she was giving her whole self to him that's true like we don't know because we're not in those shoes and like we're not in the villa but like people like express themselves differently and like yeah that's a good point I did like them together I thought they were good together yeah but one of the other things which like Lily texted me and she was like let me find the exact I don't want to quote this correctly um I said Luca and Gemma deserve each other and then Lily says right they're good together I think and then my response is if by good you mean toxic narcissistic shallow people so like I think that's the other thing like Luca and Gemma I think are both terrible people who need therapy and are not gonna last very long like if they do kudos to them but it's also a thing of like they're such difficult people as individuals they need someone equally as difficult yeah when they had that whole conversation that Luca was punching she is sports royalty he is punching period yes even if physically I think he's more attractive than she is but like he's a hundred percent in terms of social capital in terms of monetary in terms of like value he's punching yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. well yeah most of the guys that came in the villa either said they thought Gemma was super attractive or she was off limits because but yeah. they would have gone for her if yeah. she was open to it and I think Luca didn't definitely didn't have what she had yeah but they're they're evenly matched as far as like what they bring and what they kind of <sighs> The two of them together just felt right. As soon as they went up to the terrace and had that little conversation, and they kind of realized that they vibed. From there, I think that you could tell that they were going to just stick together. Yeah, and I think, like, it's good because... And like, that's what I mean by, like, good together. Yeah, it's like, none of us should have to be subjected to either of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're good together because, like, they shouldn't have coupled up. Like, like I'm just imagining, like, Luca, like, going on dates. Like, he would have, like, ruined the whole... He would have been entertaining, but he would have, like, ruined the whole season. Totally. He needs someone that's, like, feisty enough to put him in his place because he is that 
that kind of like I don't even have words for like well they what both do like. the thing of like I need someone to be in a love with me yeah but also to not not, not give challenge. not well no not challenge it's like I need someone who's absolutely head over heels for me and won't tell me so I can still feel like shit. yes which is horribly toxic and not a way for any relationship to go well yes part of this might be the UK humor and like the culture I don't understand but I think they still both need help like unequivocally they both need help well it is a, like a lot of relationships that I've seen they that's the way they like thrive and show love is like they like make fun of each other and like belittle each other and like that's like the more toxic relationship dynamics that I've seen personally yeah. but a lot of those people make it far like a lot of the older couples yeah. that I've seen are like they take they say like taking the piss or like slagging someone so it's it's a way that some people know how to communicate their Her. love but well, like again I'm a very sarcastic person you have a dry sense of humor the thing is though like what people say with every joke there's a little bit of truth yeah and if your foundation is that you as they say or you just said slag each other all the time there's truth to that and the fact that why do I like that my partner yeah. constantly makes jokes about me yeah or like you do you remember their one-on-one day uh it was one of their last ones on the beach um it wasn't on the beach it was the one in the like little coliseum area with like the water oh, that- and even on that day like they never or Gemma would get it out of Luca eventually like oh yeah I really like you I'm obsessed with you but like 90% of their conversation was them like being like yeah you're all right I guess you know like I guess you're okay and you're, you're not that bad and, like yeah. that kind of like language which I'm I'm familiar with yeah how those relationships oh work. you know I think it's cute and I think it can be cheeky but my thing is like I don't think every couple is funny and goofy and silly and needs to be that way Mm -hmm. but there's also a point where personally I mean maybe you could be different because it's like I like dry humor I'm very sarcastic I like dry humor I don't like dark humor I get it but at some point we both need to be laughing and not laughing at each other yeah I think Dami and India had a good mix of like that humor and also like loving like cutesy yeah flirty like actually pairing moments with each other so they were a good like mix well like I was saying my favorite one of my favorite moments from the season was Andrew's real estate thing his roast I loved his roast because I thought it was funny I thought it was playful but but he still got that kind of like he still was able to poke everyone in yeah. a lovely way. Yes. That was my problem with Andrew and Tasha is they were like almost too sweet together. Yeah. And Luke and Gemma were too too much. <laughs> too like aggressive. Or Henceforth something. where we get Paige and Jax. Yes. They were the perfect combination too of like cute, sweet, like mm-hmm. kind of messing with each other, but like in a loving way. But like when Paige needed to have a conversation, like Jaxter being a little too fiery, yeah. they could have the conversation. And like Luca and Gemma would both, like they were both similar to Davide and Ekansu. All four of them were hotheads and would just leave and couldn't do conflict. Yeah. Of Like they would just avoid the conflict and then come back and make, oh, aren't we all fine now? It's like, no, because mm-hmm. you didn't have the conversation. Yeah. You avoided the problem yeah. and just like, they were like, okay, we can move along. Oh my god, so again, with the whole talking relationship dynamic, early on, Ekansu and Davide got together and they broke up. But like, they broke up, and during, especially during the first week, the girls, like, a message you kept hearing from them, they're like, he's not showing me enough, he's not giving me enough. It's a thing of like, at least from what we saw as viewers, and I did skim, so I don't know, Lily, you can tell me if I miss anything. They also weren't saying what they needed. They were like, because mm-hmm. they were laying back, like, he needs to do this, like, oh, he stopped bringing me coffee, like, he's getting too comfortable. It's like, everyone felt like the other part 
partner wasn't putting in effort and then they their logic was always like oh well, when a bombshell comes in it's like well yeah that's the point like you yeah. all kind of settle and the whole point of the bombshells is to mix everyone up yes and especially the point of casa towards the end like or towards the middle like because you all are getting too comfortable it's kind of a thing of like well you like moved in with your friends a few years ago and you like lived with them when you live with someone 24 7 you bond a hell of a lot more in like one week than you do like two years of like meeting up for coffees and drinks and like seeing friends at restaurants like it's a completely different experience when you live with people yes very true yeah well the main thing like for example like Ekansu and Davide she liked him but he was taking it slow and in the house like taking it slow basically means like you're not fully invested like you're not you're you could be swayed but I think in Davide's case like he just didn't want to like jump into something with someone that was already like a little unpredictable and I think that's the way that most normal people would go about it but in the Love Island Villa you can't do that you have to be like you have to date someone and then you have to like progress it every time you speak and then you you know things move quickly but it's also a thing of like that's how it is in the Love Island Villa and you also though like need to it's like Davide wasn't showing that because like when Ekansu went behind his back and like made out with Jay on the terrace and stuff it's like he was like you didn't give me a safe space to open up to you that way and then by doing this you proved it further and then she's like but you should have just done it anyway it's like Mm -hmm. why like everyone like Brene Brown says everyone wants other people to be vulnerable and to not have to show their own and the thing is like you both need to do it like I got so annoyed when the girls were like they need to put more effort they're getting lazy and it's like but you're not making them breakfast either you're not helping them with their workouts like at least like from what I saw it's like they were expecting a lot and weren't giving anything either and it's because you're all scared like that's the reason I think Love Island is such a good case study for the talking stage of like because you're not in a relationship you're not even in a couple but being told you're kind of in a couple it feels like early stages of dating because like if like Lily you and I have both been on this like you've gone on a you've gone on dating apps you find somebody you like date and you date for like let's say a month you feel like you're kind of building a relationship but you're not yeah and that's what Love Island is and it's like it's hard because you're like well I don't want to see anyone else when I like this person but like you need to push yourself to realistically yeah and it's also hard because when you're in the early stages on the show like you've been coupled up for a week and then there's a bombshell and all of a sudden that bombshell is interested in the guy you're with you have to not care or else it's an ick to the guy you know uh when who was it yeah when jay chose Paige, she had to like be really careful how she reacted or Jax had to be really you know it's like the dynamic between you and your partner and then this third person it has to be like the right amount of casual but also and there's a time limit of how long you can get to know someone else before it like upsets the person you're with all of that stuff is like unknown it only is though when you don't communicate and that's again why i love it because like you need to communicate and i think the only person to personally the only person i felt communicated on that show was adam yeah because he was like i'm going to pursue these other relationships i'm going to try yes and then when he was like no i want to stay with Paige. i'm going to stay with Paige. i'm going to tell Paige i'm staying with her a lot of these people got into issues and this is why i'm saying especially i think with dating and i'm speaking from personal experience and from observing other people date a lot of the dating hardships are of your own making in your own head of your own world like i can sue at one point gave me such an ick because she was being so insecure with natalia yes and i'm like girl you're fine nothing changed and then she would blow up at Davide and it's like he didn't do anything wrong yeah and like I hate and the thing is like the same thing with Andrew like Tasha didn't do anything wrong and people egg each other on like we all need to stop I think we should 
should all make a rule. You get like three people for relationship problems. I think you get like one person who like 100% is gonna back you no matter, even if you're the one making that stupid decision. You have a friend who's in your corner. Mm-hmm. You have a friend who you think is good at relationship, who really understands relationship dynamics, has been in a relationship you admire and respect, and can give you that perspective. And then one other person who you think works for. A neutral party. Yeah. A, a neutral party or maybe a person who knows knows you as a couple. Yes. So like one person who knows you and will fight is like your ride or die. A person who knows your relationships and a person who knows your dynamic as a couple. That's all you get. Yeah, it's also complicated because everyone, your friends in the villa also have like secret double agendas. Like you could be talking to someone about your couple that you're in, but they're friends with someone that they think is a better match for your partner. So yeah. like you're, you're talking, like Gemma could be talking to Ekansu and she doesn't think that her and Davide would work, but Ekansu is looking for her to be supportive and give her advice about a certain relationship yeah or they want that person for themselves or yes. would like to explore it exactly like I thought it was so great when I mean there were multiple examples of this though but like at the beginning Andrew was so supportive of Tasha going on these dates and the other thing which I which True. Again, well, not, he was, I think he was playing off that he didn't care yeah but, which is bad but like he, yeah. he he did understand it at first the thing that was annoying is like don't say you're okay with me going on dates when you're not yeah and if it gives me the ick then we're not right together exactly because the other thing that bothered me so much is like people would be like oh are you okay if your partner has a chat or has a conversation it's like when did conversation like become sly for like one of the bases like they literally meant like would you have a conversation with a person would you talk to a new person would you like it's like would you swipe right on a person it's like well we're not exclusive yeah i'll swipe and i'll like start to chat them up but like everyone took that as in like oh you want to recouple with them yes Exactly. And, like, that's definitely not what it means to just, like, have a conversation. Like, I think it's important to have a conversation with everyone. Because, like, how do you know? Oh, yeah, completely. And that's, the, I think that was the logic of the guys going into CASA. Yeah. But they just took it too far. It's like, well, if we're talking to everyone, we can make out with everyone. If we're making out with everyone, then we can, like, you know. Completely. Lick a tit. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and also, the other thing about the group dynamics is that it's so easy, easy to sabotage a couple. Because, like, literally all you have to do is say, like, oh. I think I saw Adam talking or like I think I saw Billy talking to Gemma and all of a sudden yeah. Luca's flying off the handle but that's because clearly no one on these shows or at least I will say 80% of them either they lack emotional intelligence yeah. or they don't show the emotional intelligence they do have because it makes better TV True. I don't know what it is but it was really great like the first girl to go home was Amber and she seemed very smart a lot of the stable <sighs> girls went home uh, Amber Aaliyah was it Az yeah Asia Azai Afia Afia yes Akena wasn't putting in any effort though so like I get why he got off. Yeah. He went home. But yeah, like, um, Antigone also seemed pretty stable. Yep. Like, the couples in order of the winners, to me, went from, like, the fourth placer were the most stable, and then, like, the winners were the least stable. Completely. So it also shows, like, the public. Like, it was ridiculous. The public is here for the chaos. Yeah, like, when the public continued to vote for the one couple from the beginning who kept fighting and staying together as the least compatible couple, they're just trying to fuck with everyone. But that's, totally. But that's also a microcosm for how it could be, because it's like, you never know when you're talking to someone about your relationship like like I made a joke about Lily's DoorDash daddy like he gave me an ick I will say I've never met this one. but like my thing of like me saying he gives me the ick and I'm not being serious because again never met the guy but like outside influences do influence how you date and will influence your relationships yes and like you need to be cautious of that to like be okay in yourself and be like there are the icks where it's like well Jay thinks that's an ick but Jay's not dating him yes 
And then there's the ick of like, do I need to be like conscious? Like there are some icks that I'm a big, hey, like this isn't an ick. This is something like you really need to consider before pursuing something. Mm-hmm. And that's different. Like I think people also like interchange, like some people, and I used to be one of these people and I've gotten a lot better, just give so much feedback. It's like, what? So like, I've started asking people, like, do you want my opinion? Can I speak freely? Because, and if they say no, I will hold in and I won't share with what I want to say because like they're not, they're not asking for my advice in that moment. And I think like people, like Luca like was such a shit stir with everyone else's relationship. Yeah. And it's like, to me, like if you're like, if you're so happy with Gemma, why do you have time to go fuck with everyone else's relationship? Yeah. Why are you looking for chaos if your relationship is like supposedly like everything you want in a relationship and it seems like you're still looking for something Mm -hmm. that's not there. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What do you think about when they met the parents? I'm so surprised with how much like Luca's parents liked Gemma. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're like social climbers or something, but like they liked them a lot. Um, I think it was weird the parents who told me they were like, or not who told me, but like who said (laughs) that they were watching their kids on the journey. I I would be mortified. Yeah, I can't believe that A, like the kid or not the kids, but like their children are okay with that and that they're okay with that. I I would rather die than have that experience and have my dad watching well, it. Well, especially the hideaway. Ugh. Yeah. Which is I like know. the it's what it, the room attached from the main bedroom because everyone sleeps in one bedroom. Yeah. At night they have cameras that like are night vision cameras, yeah. so you can see what's going on. But people normally don't do a lot until they go to the hideaway. Yeah. Where they have like everything from toys to like lube and right. I'm like I don't want no. <sighs> yeah, I know. I don't understand Cringe. people. Who, yeah, I don't understand people who go on these shows and like their parents. I think it's weird. I think it was interesting. I didn't expect for the parents to come on and I liked it because I think it's a necessary element to the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it was weird that like, so many people like watched it. Like Yeah. Same with the baby simulators. That's like a tradition towards the end where all the cont- contestants get little baby dolls that like... I love that and I yeah. think that gave me... To me that gave me a real insight to the men. Yes. Because there were... And again, it's still edited not as much because they don't have as much time but they it's still edited. Two, only two of the men dominantly held the baby. Mm-hmm. Which were or took it seriously. Which were Adam and Dotmi. And I was like, this really shows me who these are. Yeah. And then like Andrew and Tasha I felt were a pretty 50-50. Yes. Dominate was literally putting lipstick on his baby, so he was like Ekansu, having fun with it. I can see was like putting hair on it. Yeah, they were both having fun with it and taking it like very lighthearted, but I think they still were taking it seriously, just like <laughs> having too much fun. And then Luca and Gemma, the baby hated Gemma. Yeah. But like oh God, those two as parents. Oh my god. I told you I think they should get snipped. But like Dommy and like when Dommy and India won the award for best parents, and Dommy's like, that's mostly me. I'm like, I agree. Like, yeah. yeah, he crushed it. But like, yeah, um, Adam and Paige were also great. And like Adam Adam and like Dami were dominantly holding like Ekansu and Davide were like oh we want to go to the gym so we're gonna bring the baby like versus the other ones were like putting the baby first like yeah. Davide and Ekansu were like well we have the baby but we want to go do this the baby's just gonna come with us yeah but honestly the guys in this season took it more seriously than others like Aww. some in some seasons the guys like really like race with the carriages like and they like the babies are like flying in the pool so like oh it, it was cute that like some of the guys actually cared enough to want to do a good job yeah. it was also very eye-opening like the first night of Casa book so the, when the girls went to Casa the guys came that night but the guys had to wait for the girls to come in the morning oh yeah and like it was interesting that first night when all the guys were just like hung out together they all seemed so incompetent like, what do we do yeah I know 
do we build like a fort like <laughs> like what's like all the pillows outside like you really have nothing else to do because the thing is there are so many other episodes where all you guys like you start out with your huddle and you talk to each other all dang day right so for this one night in bed you don't have your girl you can't think of it you can't just sleep like yeah I think the girls were a lot more dominant this season like just personality wise really? like Gemma Ekansu Paige. Uh, Paige like there were there were definitely um more of the like masculine oh I like em- that energies did, yeah did you like that as opposed to other I did I did because in previous seasons like yeah the guys kind of ran the house and they were kind of the rambunctious crazy ones but I feel like in this season it was a little reversed I mean it was still like evenly matched up to the point where like there weren't any like really quiet like floaters or you know I feel like in the beginning the dynamics before Ek and Sue got there it was like kind of a little more chill and the girls were like they hadn't found their like stride yet but as the season went along like Tasha came out of her shell like they all really came out of their shell whereas the guys I feel like were kind of like put in put in the cage (laughs) you know like Gemma got her whip out and like Luca was like just doing whatever to like keep her happy same with Dami speaking just in general relationship dynamics you should both always be giving like a hundred like you should both be equaling a hundred percent but like it's not always 50 50 like sometimes he needs to give more sometimes like the girl needs the other partner needs to give more and stuff and like I feel like Dami bringing the coffee like the girls like can you make us breakfast can you do this and it's like I get like you're girls and we're feminists and we don't need to do things for men but it's all at the same time like you're just as like a partner I feel like if you're asking for a lot you also need to give a lot and I feel like the girls are like well we're pretty and we don't want to yeah totally which I don't love I do think like we need to counterbalance it and this isn't me being like a sympathizer to, mm-hmm. a sympathizer to misogyny but I also think like in a relationship like you can be like well I'm the girl so you need to make me this and you need to do this and we need to do this because like I've been oppressed for so many years yeah That's- the girls definitely wore the pants and like ran the house basically which is like why the guys <laughs> felt so like lost and like oh my gosh what do we do without them that first night and that's kind of also why they went off the rails when the girls left and like just started doing their instinctual like, it felt like they treated like the Costa girls like side chicks like, exactly it felt like like not like okay I don't want to say prostitution but it really felt like these girls were worthless like objects like they objectified yeah. these girls especially Jack's like him going on making out and going on those dates with like three of the girls yeah well Dami also like the triple kiss yeah I don't like it's not always that disrespectful too and Casa like I feel like this year they really just let themselves loose but a lot of other seasons it's more like kind of like a mental battle like should I do it should I not it's... I feel like the girl the boys who came, the new boys who came for Casa were all very playful and goofy and kind yeah. of like more fun than the normal guys yeah and so it's like I feel like they tried to do the difference so like for the guys they gave them a bunch of like super hot like seductresses and for the girls they were like bring some fun mates like let them have a laugh because yeah. like, like they were I felt like the Casa guys it felt like there was so much like toxic masculinity with the like original ones but like the Casa guys were all just like chill buds like fun yeah like Deji was very low-key and chill Billy was just there to have a good time Josh. yeah all of them were very chill Jack the ginger yes but I feel like the girls didn't give them the time of day and mm-hmm. which is fair enough but it's very it's interesting to see how the dynamics change based on the season of Casa because yeah. Casa is like basically the biggest test that they all get yeah it's kind of like the ultimatum like do you yeah. want to stay in your relationship but I like I think it's also a good point though like Casa like still Tasha and Andrew who were like the most stable were still not in a relationship mm-hmm. like Davide and Ekansu were not in a relationship Gemma and Luca were not in a relationship so it's the thing of like everyone getting mad at what happened to Casa it's like yeah it's because of all of the unspoken things you've decided about your partner and about your relationship but they're not your partner and that's the thing which like you and again we've all been there where you're having that mental battle I like this person I'm dating this person we're having a good time we're on a trajectory that like I see whether you see the future is two weeks from now two years from now whatever mm-hmm. uh, you see something you want to start planning things however you're not in a 
their relationship yet. And that's the thing I think particularly women, straight cis women, I guess they need to, or heterosexual cis women, we need to like hold our own of like, it's kind of like all similarly to like parasocial relationships with like influencers. Like we don't know them. You don't know them. You are not in a relationship. And until you have both ex decided explicitly and clearly with each other, you are exclusive. You can have sex and you can do what you want. And even when people are like, well, I don't want to disrespect them. It's like, are you disrespecting them though? It's like, I think, I think like there is time to read signs and I don't think you should just go around screaming everyone because you can mm. and I also think though like if you're at a point where you're I feel like I don't want to sleep with other people because we're going somewhere you should clarify with that person like I'm feeling this way like you can either say like hey I don't feel like I want to be exclusive to you like you can still do what you want don't say that if you're not actually okay with it but like, you need to be clear in both directions like that was something that was different about this season is that both Tosh and Andrew and Demi or Dami and India both came back with people from but Tosh. also we're mad at each other yeah is that not normal no that that hasn't happened like especially two couples and then the same with Paige and Jax like when Jax came back even though he didn't bring anyone and she didn't bring anyone yeah. he was still shamed for like his actions basically mm -hmm. and like they found out that like Jax had been like you know talking mm -hmm. yeah. and getting to know people even though like that's totally fine it, yeah. Paige still felt hurt by it okay have so you know how like some so in this case Andrew and Tasha brought people back from Casa and then they got back together yes. does that happen in other seasons as well yeah that's happened before definitely does norm but do but normally when they bring them someone back from Casa, they don't get upset at each other for it well in the past it's it's been more like there'll be a strong couple and then one of them will bring someone back but that means the other one gets kicked out not always sometimes oh. they keep everyone just to like yeah just for the drama okay. yeah in previous seasons like the most dramatic parts of Casa is when one person is expecting someone to come back single and they come back with yeah. someone else and then they're like what yeah and then those relationships are usually rocky after. because I also think like the thing is like bringing someone back from Casa like it's another thing of like we speak and the thing is I'm a very literal and a black and white thinker often but the thing is like when people like when India brought Deji back she's like I don't want to stop talking to, to Dami and Dami said the same thing like I yeah. took summer but it's like same thing with Billy and Tasha like it wasn't a thing of like I bring this person back to replace it was to explore and the thing is Andrew especially bringing Coco back was like Andrew was so closed off that I didn't think it was fair I thought it was fair for him to bring Coco back if yeah. he really wanted to get to know Coco because he hadn't made that connection with anyone I think the thing with Casa is like the whole point of Casa with your partner not being there is for you to genuinely try to put yourself out there and see if there's another person yes because the thing is also let's also there's no comparison because Tasha had been there for four weeks and Coco had three yeah. days but the other thing though is like let's say they bond better with the Casa person like let's say that doesn't that mean great they weren't my person yes but also it's like that's why it's hard because if yeah. there's an elimination coming up then it's like you are choosing between two people but if both people stay then like you do get that experience of like pros yeah. and cons but like you get to like compare in person you know I think it's hard and that's why I'm saying it's like the talking stage because yeah. no one was exclusive until the very end so it's important to weigh that out and to factor that in when dating when you're not exclusive you're not exclusive and like we're like by nature we're like bonding creatures we like to bond we like to be in a relationship we like that and like we have to fight the biology of it because like it's not fair to yourself and it's not fair to the other person and I feel like that's like the thing with Love Island like anytime yeah. a bombshell would come in everyone would be the girl the gender that the bombshell was for would be thrilled and be like ha see like oh wow the girls are so nice to us this week and the guys would be the same way oh the guys are so nice to us this week because they're threatened it's like a yeah. thing like yes they are and that's what the show is and that's what it does and that's what it forces you to experience yes 
And also though, like you need to communicate. Like the reason I think Andrew and Tasha are such a strong couple is because like because they went through so much, they had to communicate through all of that. Yeah. I also like them a lot because she did have like a major thing that she is like for me it would be like arthritis, like yeah. when to disclose that and like how and how they respond to it is huge. Especially if it's something like have a cochlear implant or for me like I have my hips replaced, like something that like affects you on a day to day level. I feel like that's something that like from the start they handled really well and that like it kind of it was brought up like throughout their relationship like when you recouple you have to give like a little speech and so like Andrew would stand up and he'd say I want to recouple with this girl because like she's amazing she's like firing and she shared her superpower with me and like the fact that like that was like a constant like theme yeah throughout their relationship kind of showed that it was like very strong. I saw there was an interview with Tasha and people were like, oh, like, did you guys use the pool? Like, what's the deal? It's like, well, I'm sure Tasha used the pool, but like, that cochlear implant can't get wet. So, yeah. like, obviously you're not going to see her, like, just swimming all the time because for her to, like, jump at the pool and stuff, she has to be more aware of, like, if it's in and stuff. So, like, yes. she's the wrong person to ask about that. I think, like, Love Island is a good experiment because like, you're always able to see, like, flaws and issues in other relationships, obviously, other than when you're going through it. And I feel like Love Island gives you a lot of insights as to, like, kind of, like, our animalistic, like, biological, mm. like, defaults when dating that yeah. we can avoid. Yeah, and, and it's interesting seeing, like, as the season goes along. In the beginning, the week one and two, if there's a new bombshell, it's, like, free reign, right? Like, yeah. it's, everyone's like, yeah, of course, like, get to know them. But as you go, get to, like, week four, five, six, new bombshell, it's like do you really want to get to know them like it kind of shows is what we have are you missing something or like if, do you think that there's something better out there for you even if that's not what it is to the other person it's like that's kind of how it makes you feel if the person yeah. you're seeing still wants to get to know someone but like that is that fair to that person though no but it's kind of like a normal I mean, yeah of course of course yeah. it's normal but my thing is like also i think it's important to have a conversation to let them have a conversation and meet them not like hello i am Luca. Gemma's standing behind me like with a gun to my head. Yeah. Like Luca was so rude to every girl who came in after he coupled up with Gemma. Yeah. He handled all of those dates really, really badly and it kind of shows what a shitty person he is. Uh, poor Danica when she was on a date with him and like he, he like wouldn't even look her in the eyes. Like yeah. that's disrespectful and that's taking it way too far. Yeah. Especially when Gemma was kissing and sleeping in beds with like whoever like she was coupled up with. Yeah. So it was a thing of like that I felt was very unfair and I think showed like have a conversation and even if it's week four or five or six what's the harm in them having a conversation yeah I think people just get so territorial like if you've been sharing a bed with someone for five weeks they feel like they're yours but are is, they which is which is the problem but are they yours and everything is there's like your emotions are super yeah. heightened too because you have these like dramatic eliminations and then these dramatic like fights and breakups and makeups and then by the end you're like I've shared so much of myself with you and like we've gone through so much and in such a short time like it feels like you're connected to yeah someone. but like the thing if you like if we think about it like again not just like probability wise but like more often than not you're gonna have more than like one relationship in your life mm. so like especially on this show it's also a way where if you're on like love island like run through those men as fast as you can to see if anyone connect with them yeah and especially it's not fair because when bombshells come in they have to choose people for dates so like if you're getting angry that a guy picks your girl for a date he has to choose someone yeah. Like, he doesn't, you don't just want to choose the single people because they're single. Yeah, that's the thing that was so annoying. When people are going, well, wouldn't it have been more convenient for, like, like Danica to pick one of the single guys? Like, but if she's not attracted to them, yeah. she doesn't have to. Yeah. I do think, though, that was unfair that sometimes the bombshells got to go first and 
sometimes they didn't. I think the bombshell should always get to go first. Totally. Yeah, that's kind of where the producers come in and like set tones or like give people like a little bit of an edge. Mm -hmm. I'm glad glad you enjoyed the show though. I knew that you would. If you were going to go on any reality dating show, would you choose Love Island? No, absolutely not. What would you choose? My ego is too fragile for Love Island. Like if I wouldn't, if I wasn't picked, I would feel like shit. So I think... Um, Love is blind? (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe, actually. I don't know. I think me at 18 would be like, yeah, I want to go on on The Bachelorette. Like, I want to have, like, 20 men to myself. But, like, me now, it's like, I'm 27. Like, I'm almost too old for Love Island. Like, I'm Ek and Sue's age, and she was, like, the old maid of the villa. So I don't think that I would do well on the show. I feel like I would just get my feelings hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I'd get too attached to someone, and then they'd be chosen. Yeah, it's tough. And also, like, having all of those cameras on you all the time. Would you, like, want to be on Big Brother where you happen to, like, spark a romance, but it was, like, a dating show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go on Big Brother and, like, find a showman, for sure. But, like, when the whole point is either you're you're chosen or you're gone, like, that's harsh. Alyssa, I read and I love Rachel Lindsay. Did you watch her season of The Bachelor? No, I missed it. I stopped watching, like, years ago. Well, she's my favorite. And I even made Angela go back and rewatch, and you should go back. Her season was good. But, like, the thing what she says in her book that she learned on The Bachelor is, like, the thing about being on one of those shows, especially in Love Island, because you're away from your family, your friends, no phone, Love Island's case, no alcohol, and you just really have to be there with yourself and be with other people, you can grow so much, kind of like how we all grew during the pandemic, if you mm. choose to take full advantage. And I feel like that's why, like, not all you need to do on a dating show, but I feel like you could also, like, some of the things kind of you're stuck with or that you avoid, you could learn really quickly going on a show like that, even if you didn't make it too far. True. That might take, like, other time to learn. Very true. What would you say in your like intro package you know how like when they introduce the new people it's like hi I'm Amy I'm 27 and I'm a professional uh content poster oh my god I don't know like what I would say it's like I don't know because I feel like like you have to have a big personality to make it I know like here's the thing like I can be a complete bitch so it's like I know if I if I play that up I could be great on one of these shows but I also know I'm a very sensitive person so like it wouldn't last very long but I think like it's hard because when you're giving those intro packets like you need to be very like succinct and like you're a character so Paige's whole thing was like Paige was like the wifey material one yeah like and it's like for you it might be like Tasha where it's like you're the chronically ill like they they have to pigeonhole you to get all the couples because if everyone was like you yeah like then no one would that's the thing you have to like put yourself in a box and then be that box for the whole season or else people are like you know what who are you because I feel like with Gemma she was like the kind of stuck up like really pretty but really privileged version of herself but maybe in real life she's different and like Gemma or not Gemma and then Andrew and Tasha had to be like the nice the all-american like yeah Dami had to be the comic relief goofy Irish guy and Dami and Paige like they were like the the boy girl like the the platonic duo Ek and Sue was the villain like they're all playing Luca and Jax and Jack Jax were like the comic were like the buddy duo yes Davide was like the hottest one there Adam was like the new the hot like mature one like if you have to play into those characters yeah I would definitely I would try to be like the hot mature but like comes with a dark twisted history but is like kind of chill I feel like you like the thing is though like your face is too cute for that like you would like walk it all sassy and then people would be like is she 12 <laughs> like, like hi she's, 
she in middle school? That's the thing, too. Like, you have to ball out. You have to bring so many dresses. Like, you have to bring so many swimsuits. What do you mean dresses? They wear bathing suits, like, not, like, ever. That's true. And they all swap clothes, too. And so much lingerie. Oh, my God. I know. And those challenges, I couldn't do those challenges. I'm not sucking someone's toe. Oh, my God. Yeah, the challenges, basically, it was either, I didn't like that there weren't as many challenges. Yeah. But it was a thing of, like, the men would do some kind of sexy strip dance, and then the girls would do some kind, and then they would vote for the sexy stuff. And you don't even win anything when you win, which I thought was the most ridiculous I know, they, I don't know why they do that. They just have, like, oh, Dami's the winner, but there's no prize. Dami won, Dami won a bunch of them, and Paige won, like, all of them. Yeah. Which is crazy. If you want to learn about yourself in dating and kind of see it in other words, can I kind of recommend Love Island over The Bachelor? Because one, since there are so many episodes, you really get a good microcosm, and two, like, they can't edit it, so, like, you get to see a lot more. Yes. Yeah, Jay's on to season five now. Three. Three. <laughs> Still need to clarify that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week of In Omniparatus. Come back where we will not have another bombshell entering the villa. Um, don't forget to write down and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Where you lead will follow, so head over to at In Omniapod on Instagram and see what reality show I get bullied into watching next. Bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.